0: Though we're apart these days, we're sharing more. So at GEICO, we'd like to say thanks. Thanks for sharing your savage dance moves. Thanks for sharing your DIY haircut fails. Thanks for sharing your inner lip sync star. Now it's our turn to share with the GEICO Give back A 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers. Because we're committed for the long haul, the 15% credit lasts your full policy term. Visit geico.com slash giveback for more info and eligibility.
1: Feral Audio This
0: feels terrible
2: Feels terrible is brought to you by ClubW.com. ClubW is an excellent, accessible, affordable wine club that I am currently enjoying as I am enjoying a glass of uh one of their delicious bottles of wine. Uh they're they're great, they have a cool quiz that you um complete. <laughs> what do you do with a quiz?
0: Um, yeah, you feel it's like a questionnaire. Yeah, so it's like, like a questionnaire. Fill, it's, it's a, a questionnaire.
2: it's a six, six question questionnaire. It's about your tastes. Uh, and it's, it's great. And then you get, you get a box of
0: curated then to your tastes. Yes.
2: It? Yeah. It's great. Uh, so if you would like to take advantage of, um, their partnership with us, go to clubw.com slash this feels terrible. You get 20% off at checkout and complimentary shipping after four bottles of wine. So, uh, do that. Hey, Potty, do you want a glass of wine? Sure. All right. You are listening to This Feels Terrible, the podcast, and This Feels Terrible is going on tour this July. We are going to Los Angeles, July 1st, San Francisco, July 3rd, Portland, July 6th, Austin, July 11th, Pensacola, July 15th, St. Louis, July 19th, Chicago, July 22nd, and Brooklyn, July 26th. (laughs) (laughs)
0: you're looking at me I meant to say something yes we are
2: (laughs) Um, that person the person who just chimed in is tour I feel like I should have like a special I may have said this before I need to have like a special title for you for the tour you are acting this is Potty he's been introduced on the podcast before He he is tour manager slash booker slash
0: whatever Whatever needs doing, her.
2: <laughs> Um Also, also my boyfriend. We're in a we're in a creative and professional partnership currently.
0: Uh, correct. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. How's that going for you?
0: Uh, it's going pretty good, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, good. I'm, I'm enjoying
2: it <laughs> Good, I'm having a good time as well We're having a very fun time planning out this tour And uh, yeah, this is the big announcement guys This Feels Terrible is on tour Tickets are currently on sale Go to We're touring through the United States In July You're going to go to AaronMcGathy.com And uh, click on the On the tour dates link And that will bring you To Uh
0: where the tickets are where
2: the tickets are <laughs> exactly um yeah we're going to several cities more on that um in a little bit during the during the intermission of this interview um so today on the on the podcast potty we mm-hmm. have alexi wasser and uh, alexi is the host of the love alexi podcast on artist she's also a writer and actress and uh her and i um Connected uh, a few months ago We've we were always kind of known each other But have never really Really sat down and talked And I was on her podcast And then she came over and did this podcast um, But this uh, this interview is unique In that Alexi gets really, really vulnerable uh, In speaking about her relationship With her boyfriend And talks about her anxiety and uh, all these, I don't know, questions and feelings that she was that she was feeling at the time, and we recorded this a little over a week ago, two weeks ago. Anyway, um, she gets really vulnerable, and her and her boyfriend that she's talking about on the podcast have since broken up. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Patty. Well, no pressure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I don't know if I. I didn't expect you to go. I guess in the moment I was like, "Ooh, he'll go." <laughs> what? <laughs> what a twist! I,
0: <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's uh, that's. Um, uh, I don't. Well, I don't know the circumstances, but it's sad, I guess, because the little bit that I've heard, she seemed. They seemed like they were getting on and kind of were, were finding finding a nice middle ground yeah between both of them
2: yeah yeah but things happen obviously and i i really appreciate alexi letting me she she she's she talks a lot about this relationship and because of who she is she's she's a very open person you should check out her podcast and she makes her she's it's it's great like she she talked a lot about this relationship and the relationship no longer exists and she's fine with us airing this podcast Um, yeah. So, and then she, let's see. Okay. So, so she did text me because I asked her if she wanted to, um, come on again and like address the uh, breakup. And what she said was, this is a quote, uh, in the end we broke up. It just wasn't right. If you need to think so much and you're internally spiraling, trust your intuition. So with that, I'm going to play this, uh, this interview uh with alexi but there's a there's also there's a special treat at the end of the podcast because alexi made herself so vulnerable i've been i've been really on the fence about sharing this uh this other thing oh yeah (laughs) yeah um I don't know why I keep on looking at you like you, <laughs> you have all the answers. <laughs> um, but you have a lot of answers, but these, these, this particular answer re- needs to come from inside of me, or is it particular?
0: Uh, particular, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This particular answer. So, Potty, you've heard this. Um, so, okay. So, guys, everybody, uh, addressing you guys directly before we get to this interview with Alexi, I, um, for the last couple of years have kept an audio diary. And, uh, last week I did a show at UCB called my diary, which is Lindsay Ames's show. And I played like I was, I played a, an entry from my audio diary, which in which I am, I am so terribly miserable and and so upset. And I listened to it Like when I, when I, and it's not from that long ago, it's from the end of November of 2015. So less than a year ago. But when I listened to it, I, it really made me laugh because I've moved, because, you know, you move past these really sad times. And what I was sad about is something so, so, so silly and, and vain. So anyway, um, because Alexia has made herself so vulnerable on this podcast, I'm going to, um, play, Is that a weird way to set this up? (laughs) Like, it's some sort of reward? Like, guess what, everybody? (laughs) Because Um, Alexi did this, I'm going to
0: do this. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I think it's okay. I mean, it's not, I don't think it's, I didn't think it was a very vain thing or or silly. It's, I mean, it's funny now in hindsight, yeah. Right, right. But it's also kind of, (laughs) kind of sad and kind of cute and kind of lots of other. very very positive things
2: (laughs) well good okay Um, so uh yeah i'll play that i'll play that at the at the end of the podcast and give you a little more information or context for that uh but until then please enjoy this interview with Ms. alexi wasser
1: right podcasting cross <laughs> podcasting hey guys out there i'm, I'm uh, like i feel the need to take control because i'm so used to podcasting oh
2: that's fine
1: please please do take, take control. control yeah it's 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 everybody uh, my name's alexi wasser i have a podcast called love alexi aaron did my podcast <laughs> and now we are cross crisscross crisscross podcasting yeah i don't know if i have crisscross podcast really it, yeah i mean
2: I'm, i must have but um I don't know. This feels like a continuation
1: of of our our conversation. Yeah. Yeah. We're drinking beer. Setting mm-hmm. the stage so people can get a visual. <laughs> what a controlling monster, I am. I'm, um, and I lost my voice. I just want to say I lost my voice.
2: Yeah, and I'm I'm hungover, which I wish I wish I could say it was the first time I've done this podcast hungover. Oh, it's probably better. And it's not. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think this is going to be the best podcast I've ever my done. God. I'm really excited about it. No, it's really it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I did I just did the thing. Sorry. I God, the, the sound. I'm gonna sit on the ground. Um, You're making me feel
1: comfortable putting me on a pedestal. Did you say comfortable or uncomfortable? I said comfortable. Which oh. makes me, I, I didn't mean anything. By Interesting. It. I'm saying that's what you. Yeah, I'm gonna get on the floor too. Get on the floor. I want to get on the floor. So well, you, you do have to. Chair in the Hollywood Hills. I feel in my well,
2: I I mean I I should just be honest with the listeners. I got the the time that you were coming over wrong by an hour. So it was literally. Crumbling a uh, lush bath bar in. The, in the... Oh no!
1: You wasted a lush bath bar. No,
2: no, I did. I mean, well, half of a, but, I God mean, it. Oh damn
1: it! I told your That's boyfriend. Not... I said I would go and get my car washed. I was going to run an errand. Did he tell you I was in the bath? He was like, "She's <laughs> just getting out of the shower," or, or whatever. It was like, <laughs> blimey, or wherever he's from. <laughs> he's from Ireland.
2: I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, bless, bless his, bless his soul. That guy's a saint. I was just like, potty, go, put, just tell her uh, off. For anything and then Be I realized charming. I hadn't told Kate that you are coming over and I was in the bath
1: oh my god uh. yeah the door opened Kate who owns this beautiful house that we're in mm-hmm. yeah thought yeah. I was a Jehovah's Witness or something yeah
2: I mean I uh... which I'm not <laughs> I'm old enough that I shouldn't that I should drink differently than I do because I I'm hungover because last night I was like oh everybody's like when everybody's hanging out and everybody's having a good time it's like I don't want this night to end. You gotta it maintain can never, that feeling. Yeah, yeah, this will will live forever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> uh, do you know why why your voice is gone? Um, my voice is gone because I feel like I don't I want I don't want to believe that I'm sick, but I mm-hmm. feel like everybody's been getting sick. Oh I didn't know that I'm not I sick I didn't
2: know that I didn't hear that I well,
1: And is that real? I just like when heard like a bug Like people say every, go-
2: Like something's going wrong Isn't something always going around?
1: I feel like, but
2: like there bugs. are some worse bugs There are
1: bugs that go around And all of a sudden It's like it's All of a sudden Everybody in West Hollywood At the, at the Whole Foods or the Target uh, Yeah Everybody's sick I, I think I'm just talking talking too much. Maybe I'm mm. maybe I'm podcasting too much. Oh, maybe I I went to a concert yesterday, but I wasn't screaming. I just I looked really bored actually, and I was like Snapchatting a bunch sil- silently, and so I wasn't screaming. But I had to learn how to Snapchat. You
2: got to learn. I mean, I mean, you, you tell you get to tell stories. Apparently, it's st- a whole thing. I'm sure you're doing. You're living your life. I genuinely like. I have to. I have to watch a YouTube video to show
1: me how oh to. Oh my do I'll, Snapchat. Sh- I'll be your live YouTube video after the thing. Okay. But um. Oh god. And I'm not comfortable on a pedestal. In fact, I'm uncomfortable. And the other day, the other day I was hanging
2: That's out with- That's good. No one's, no, no one's comfortable on a I pedestal.
1: just you were trying to make me comfortable. I was just trying to turn it into a thing to entertain the audience by saying, oh my God, Aaron's sitting on the floor. I'm on a chair. <laughs> I trying to turn it into- Well, don't worry about entertaining the audience. It's okay. just you and me. It's just you and me. Um, <laughs> oh, I was hanging out with these two guys from Miami with good families and I'm from Los Angeles. From, with good families? Got what does like, that mean? That means they're like, they're like healthy and, <laughs> have family families who love them, and they like did well in school, and they went okay. to college, and they're like you one of those know. close families
2: that has like nice pictures of their family yeah, or their like house, like pe- that sort of thing.
1: Like literally, like everybody's smiling in photos. Like mm. I have a hard time smiling in photos because really? do you like smiling enough? Do you like smile naturally? Like when people say smile, I almost feel like fuck you. Don't tell me to smile. Mm. Yeah,
2: I don't. I, yeah, I, I I don't. I mean, I do I just do it. You do.
1: <laughs> I don't I, like being. I don't like being told to smile by like guys who drive. Pass me in a car. Oh, well no, of course not. No. Or people taking a photo of me. Yeah. I, might no, be friends I understand with. that. Yeah. yeah.
2: It's it's the whole the whole you'd be prettier if you smiled or what's Ew. wrong. People or... say,
1: oh, what's wrong? Yeah. um I don't like that. You'd be prettier if you smiled. Do people say that? You've never heard that? No. I get that all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. We better <laughs> From start strangers smiling.
2: And stuff. <laughs> oh my like god. Like in a Home Depot, like you're 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 thinking of for me, I'm just like in deep thought. I don't think I have resting bitch face, but maybe I just have resting
1: Serious face I just hate all those Pop culture phrases Like mansplaining Which mm. actually is a real thing And I should probably be like It's good that it exists Probably But I don't like anything In pop culture and it's unfortunate Because
2: like, now it's like Used so much That now it's a bit Where it actually is like A real thing It's a real I thing
1: yeah. I learned that I learned that from the guy That I'm dating And he like takes it Very seriously He's like <laughs> He's like Thinks the word mansplain Is a very serious word And I just roll my eyes Because I think it's like Some dumb thing That Jezebel or Slate Or like mm. anything on Twitter Gawker is Ramming down your throat like a new pop culture phrase because mm-hmm. I would just say like oh that guy's gonna tell me how it is you know like <laughs> I, fr- I phrase mansplaining in my own way yeah cause I get the gist of the vibe but I hate it when it becomes like a pop culture meme, whatever thing. Sure. The awareness is good though. I the think. awareness is good. So it's, it's, this is my problem. I'm, I'm I should be I happy don't. about the word. I know I'm getting <laughs> on, the floor. on the floor. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this either. Actually, but anyway, I was, I was with these two Miami guys who were like healthy, nice guys who went to college and smile and photos mm-hmm. and I, and they were sitting on a fancy couch and then i sat on the carpet and they were like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? And I was yeah. like, because it's cozy down here. It's great. It's like slumber party styles. Yeah. But they just couldn't understand why I would want to sit, uh, sit well, on the floor. Well, I, I feel the same
2: way that you do about the smiling and pictures thing. When people tell me not to sit on the floor, <laughs> I've never articulated this before. Or maybe even said this out loud. But it's a constant thing. Like I love sitting on the floor. It's
1: like ground. It's a real, it's like literally grounding. It's yeah. Like you're getting grounded.
2: Yeah. And it, and it's, yeah you can sit cross-legged you can do whatever you can start an activity don't say indian style it's i didn't i said cross-legged I'm just making sure i'm just
1: gonna...
2: <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Rachel slurry okay um keep going though is it are they, are they talking about asian indian when they say indian
1: style i'm not going down this road because we will lose every time <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is not by the way this is not to make this clear not to you this is not what my voice really sounds like. I just I'm like I'm misrepresenting myself on your cool podcast, no. and I respect like. Well, thank you. Like Phoebe, uh, like Phoebe and Friends. Yeah, you'll just by the end
2: of the podcast, you'll give it to me, and I'll start. I'll cough, and then you'll then you'll ask me to breathe in your mouth. How does that, friends?
1: Oh, that's with, go? that's with Monica when she wants to have sex with. Oh no, that's one with Phoebe where she's like gets because she's like performing at the coffee house yeah. and she's like
2: ooh oh, like all sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. And, then, and then she gets a normal Ooh, voice do. That's exactly it uh, yeah. Oh yeah, but the floor thing, I don't like it when people When I sit on the floor and people are like, no, you can sit on the chair Sit on the chair, like I'm some self-hating person And Who's yeah. like, no, I'll go on the floor yeah. And it's not, it's not what it's about But it's cool
1: artsy people who
2: like, get yeah, it man. Yeah I man, just wanna, I just want to feel the rhythms of the earth That's fine <sighs> put, put, put a barricade in between you And Mother Gaia oh But I'm going God. to be on the floor Who's
1: Mother Gaia? Mother Earth Oh, Mother Earth. You said that crazy. Mother, Mother Earth. Earth. <laughs> no. uh, Mother Earth. Did you change your hair? Yeah. Wait, what was it when you came into my... It was my,
2: like a peachy color. A
1: peachy color. And you went bleach blonde. And you cut it. Is it shorter? No.
2: No. I mean, it's really dirty right now. I was about to get clean because I was in the God bath.
1: damn it. <laughs> Wasted, lush bath tube. Uh, <laughs> and now a filthy podcasting So unprofessional. Okay. It's
2: a, I mean, maybe I'm trying to balance things out because I've actually like... Got my shit together recently And I'm on a schedule And doing all this stuff And then What's all this stuff? Uh, well, I'm taking this I'm going on tour And I'm performing Edinburgh And I'm just I'm just tr- trying to treat my uh, My My stuff as a business Yeah So I can make money Things like that I don't know Or I do know I don't know Just trying to be more professional Yeah I'm responding to emails This is I'll great I organized my email today Amazing That's what I did all day It was great I went from 40,000 emails In my inbox to seven. To seven? Mm-hmm. Maelstrom. Maelstrom.com. What is this? This feels terrible. Do, it's they, brought to you. do they sponsor no, they don't. the show? They, don't. they should. They should. Uh it's it's an app. Do you have sponsors? Mm-hmm. Club W. You do? Yeah. We should be drinking Club W one right now. If you want if you want to graduate after beer to wine.
1: We are drinking Club W wine. <laughs> anyway, it, it is very good. Is it? Yeah. I don't like wine. Am I allowed to say that now that this is <laughs> You're allowed to say that, <laughs> okay. but I, I know you know vodka.
2: what I bet you do like beer company, company. company. And I bet you love hanging out, yeah. And I bet some of the people you hang out with enjoy wine sometimes. They sure Club do. ClubW.com. dot yeah. This was terrible at checkout. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, um, so what do you want to know? Wait, I, I will. <laughs> did you did you end up interviewing Angeline did you go to Denny's with Angeline? Can you talk about Denny's with Angeline? Oh my God okay so and will yes. you explain who Angeline is? So
1: Angeline is this Hollywood icon famous for basically no reason other than the fact that she like maybe in the 80s mm-hmm. met a guy some kind of like advertising mogul who she says she never dated but he paid to have her image put on billboards he owned all these billboards so in the 80s there are all these billboards of this like fake boobed um uh, girl with bleach blonde hair Mm -hmm. like a curvy barbie a curvy barbie um bleach blonde hair wearing all pink on these like black pink and white billboards or whatever all over hollywood Mm -hmm. so she became she became like I don't know, this weird cult figure in Los Angeles who was just famous for being on billboards and yeah. driving around Hollywood in a and pink the corvette. And were featured in a bunch of movies, too. Oh, they and were? And she
2: ran for the governor, governor. mayor or
1: governor? Governor. Okay.
2: When uh, Gray was impeached. Is that right? Oh, my Gray. God. What year was that? 2005, 2004, something like that. It was the election that Arnold Schwarzenegger won.
1: Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! So it was Angelina against Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. What a crazy race! Yeah, it was crazy. Um, well, and I'm dating Playboy, political political and guy. we would never
2: see a crazy election like that ever again. again. It's really scary, though. It's like <laughs> it is. Trump yeah. is
1: it's it's Trump is yeah. going to be our president. Is that what, what? it seems like? No, Does it seem like that? no. Don't say it that. It Seems like. Don't it. say that while it's sitting upon Mother Gaia. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> Cross-legged. <laughs> um, uh, well, back to Angeline. So, I since I was little, I would see Angeline driving because I was born and raised in Hollywood. Mm. And I would see, I did not know that. Oh, uh, yeah, born and raised. Thank
2: you for interviewing me for you or you for me. Oh, I appreciate
1: it. Listen, just keep drinking. We're going to ease into this real slow. I'm a, I'm an only child, probably control uh, You freak. seem
2: like a, an only child. I do. That's yeah. not a good thing.
1: Listen, I'm, I'm all like, yeah, get on your knees. Put me on my pedestal, bitch. Let me take charge of your podcast. It's oh fine. God. Um, I seem like an only child. Uh, yeah. But like, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Tell me, explain, explain that. You're right. You're totally right. And then I want to talk about relationships too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why do you seem
2: like an only child? Uh, because you're, I don't know, like you're, you seem uh, to. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. <laughs> you just seem like a total piece of shit. I
1: know. Seriously. <laughs>
2: Selfish, unsharing.
1: Oh my God. Finally, the voices in my head match the voices coming out of my friend's faces.
2: <laughs> Great. No, I don't know. You seem like, um, you seem very. Th- I think it's actually the, when means. I say, when I'm saying it to you, I'm saying it as a compliment because it, I think you you project a thoughtfulness about the way that you interact with the world. Oh, really? Yeah. It seems like I don't know. Like you're you're from your own little island, and then you go enter on, go into the world. Yeah, but in a in in a way that's not like ashamed or anything.
1: Oh, wow. Other people do it in, a, in, a, in an ashamed way. Mm, well, like, I mean,
2: you're you're open about your curiosity about the world and people.
1: Yeah. That I don't makes know.
2: sense. Not that that's exclusive to only
1: children, obviously. So but far, I, you've I not know. hurt my feelings. That's great. <laughs> I, I, I hope I
2: don't hurt your you're feelings. Not,
1: no, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I am kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't think I'm ever mean unless somebody's mean to me and then I'm like terrified. I'm just always mm. not wanting people to be mean to me. But that's like everybody probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think I'm really earnest to the point where people think I'm fucking with them. Really? I'm just like oh my god no way. Tell me all this stuff. This is amazing. And they're yeah, like yeah, like what? Am I, am I being fuck with? Are you being sarcastic? Um, mm. Anyway. Angeline. Yes. Angeline because I was born and raised in Hollywood so I've been seeing her drive around in her pink Corvette mm-hmm. since I was like really little and and I've always been fascinated by her. And I know I, I would, you know, when you're a teenager, or you're in elementary school and you're lucky enough to be dropped off with all your friends um, on a Saturday afternoon. You get dropped off on Melrose or the Beverly Center. Mm-hmm. So a big deal would be like me and my girlfriends as kids, we, if we, we would spot Angeline, sometimes we'd end up in stores and Angeline would be shopping right next to us. And she's, yeah. And she must be like a thousand years old now. Mm-hmm. But back then she was probably like 50 or whatever she was. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's always worn like really scantily clad sexy outfits you know mm. and worn so much makeup to the point where you think you can poke your finger in her face and mm. not hit bone or anything for like a mile or something just like she's right. like this kooky woman who just rests like super crazy sexy and provocative in this pink corvette with and she young- always
2: wears pink right Which always wears, wears pink or
1: yeah like hello kitty stuff sells merchandise out of the back of her mm. um car because she like is uh, supported by her fans, and mm-hmm. and uh, I've just always been fascinated by her, and never got to speak with her. So I thought, fuck! Now I have this pla- platform. Is that the what yeah. you say? I have this platform. It feels legit. I feel like, oh my god, I can a- I can go after people that I'm like been fascinated with for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So I just put it on Instagram. I said, like, we got to find everybody. We got to do this. We got to find Angeline. How do we get to her? And, and like an acquaintance of mine just wrote, well, here's the number for her fan club. So I called, left a message. (laughs) I just tried to act like real cool, like fake it till I make it. I was like, hi. Um, I have a podcast on the Nerdist Network. It's a really legit network, like really dumb, (laughs) like so stupid. Like, but I was like, yeah, this, this will do it. And like the guy called me back and he was like, well, well, let's set a date. You've got to convince Angeline. To be on your podcast, so you've got to. I'm going to set a dinner for you guys at Denny's. So meet her at 7 p.m. on like a Monday night at Denny's yeah. at the Gower Gulch. Uh, right? Yeah. On Sunset and Argyle. Free Wi Fi. Free Wi Fi. I did not know that, but now I do. <laughs> I will be back. Um, and I met her there, and I had to like go outside and let her know who I was because mm-hmm. you know. And she was she standing where she's sitting in her car waiting for you. She I mean she arrived a bit late, and then I had to wait, and then. Uh, you know, I knew it was her. I knew it was her, right. obviously. And then, and then I waved her. I said, Hi, "I'm Alexi," and um, you know, I was like her boyfriend because I'm much taller than her. Mm-hmm. But all, all all of a sudden, it was like she she stood in front of the door to Denny's and like waited till I opened it. Yeah, and she was like, "I'm an icon," like, and but she's totally cool. I'm not. She like, said, of her. "I'm an icon." She referred to herself as door an, as an icon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She gave me. She like, is. She's an icon, but it was just so funny because it's like I had to realize like, oh my god, because I interviewed a porn star also. Mm-hmm. And before going into that, I had to realize, like interviewing technique wise, oh my God, you can't come at a porn star or Angeline Mm -hmm. in a judgmental way, which is, probably where I was going to come which is not, where yeah. We, yeah yeah I was going to come at it for like I don't want to be a porn star like and you you are and I'm going to judge you for it and then I go fuck that doesn't work that does not <laughs> work my
2: podcast I oh, don't want to be you, you know, yeah exactly. why are you you
1: I can't do that and then I was like <laughs> I was like oh and this is like a helpful thing for me I'm talking a lot is this okay
2: Yeah uh, of course okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just like
1: rambling Oh man um so I was like fuck I've got to come at these interviews from a place of curiosity and not judgment do you feel judgmental of angeline uh i did it for i have my i have an opinion and like a mm-hmm. take on her you know a take on like you know of course i'm going to be like is this how i would want to live my life no obviously not but that, that's none of my business like mm-hmm. she's as long as she's happy and even if she yeah. has, it's not, not my problem but but uh is that how you like when you interact
2: with people in general do you think Do you, do you look at it in those terms? Like, would I want to live my life that way?
1: Uh, I no, but I definitely do. Like, I'm really precious with like who I surround myself with. Like all my friends are like, I I don't want, I don't, I'm not around like, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't like super negative people. I don't like addicts and, you know, cause I'm like scared. It's like, I want to hang out with people who inspire me, that make me want to be better and you know sure this is why i'm here on your podcast because you're really <laughs> cool and thank you for including me in your life and, uh, yeah so but i think i could be friends with angeline because she i think she wants to hang out like she's yeah, yeah not, did you end up interviewing so I, okay so so i take her out to dinner at denny's she she's giving me like love and dating advice oh. um she's you know she i bought like 250 dollars worth of merchandise because mm-hmm. i was encouraged okay. to because that's you know she she does have a dark, bizarre, twisted energy because she's mm-hmm. kooky and freaky. Yeah. But she's into it from what I gathered. Like, and I was also. That's great. That I, makes me feel really happy. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, so what did I do? I bought $250 worth of merchandise. What did you buy? I bought two t-shirts. I bought an old issue of the Hollywood Reporter, like, mm. which, you know, and then I paid for her to autograph it. And then I paid for a photo of me with her. It was just yeah. like everything is a price to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and then she liked me she was like, felt safe with me and was like, okay, I'll do the that's podcast. Good. Yeah. I paid her, I paid her a hundred dollars to do the podcast. I was never going to tell anybody that, but yeah. And I told, I would never pay anybody to be on my podcast. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yeah. But that's how she makes her living. You yeah. Know? So I was I think like, that's good. If yeah. you're able to do that, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And like, I was like, okay, this is what you want. I want this. I want to talk to you. So yeah. Yeah. And then we did, we did the interview. It was my first on location interview because, oh I'm just rambling but i'm going off on one right now
2: but oh, you did it at the denny's no we were at
1: denny's on a date mm-hmm. talking Were people walking by and looking But she's kind of but they're pretty like they accept her yeah of like course. they're like you know she's she's just like like royalty there at yeah, the denny's yeah. and um you know, she made me hold the door for her kept calling herself an icon uh the waiter gave me stories about her and just mm-hmm. loves her oh and she ordered okay. She ordered like a Caesar salad with raw onions on the side, and just like ate raw onions, (laughs) which I thought was bizarre. Handstand, and she took off like a. As we walked in, like she she uh, picked a a leaf off a plant or something, and gave Mm -hmm. it to me, and was like, "Take this, you know, it's for good luck." She's really into like good luck things. Hmm. She was like, "Something good will happen." I booked a commercial. I don't know. Oh my god! I got the Angelina interview. Yeah. uh... Hey everyone.
2: I hope you are enjoying this interview with Alexi Wasser. Uh we are going on tour. Woo. Be- choo- choo- so. <laughs> uh what, what's like an Irish like celebratory like a kickoff like we're doing it.
0: Oh. Uh hip <laughs> <laughs>
2: What? Hip yeah.
0: Hip yeah.
2: <laughs> it sounds like a cowboy.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would also be used for, for herding cattle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe this is not a, a a widely used Irish phrase. It might be fairly corporeal. OK, <laughs>
2: is it? <laughs> Do you just know this because you brought it, were brought up on a cattle farm? Did you say hip-ya? Yeah? Yep,
0: hip-ya? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 would have uh-huh. done. No, actually, yeah, hip-ya yeah is, yeah, it's kind of like a catchphrase from somebody from my town,
2: uh, which okay. was now What was that person called? Uh, Seamus. Uh,
0: Sheamus, Yeah, his <laughs> name is Briny. 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 Yeah, that's good. And uh, one of his catchphrases was "Yup, yeah, yup, yeah." <laughs> that's
2: funny. Just not it all over my lip. <laughs> um, with uh, Yup
0: or Yurt? Yurt is very very common now because of rubber bands. Yurt.
2: Bandits. Yurt. Oh, okay. Yurt. Great. Great. All right. So we're going on tour. We are going to, uh, we're starting in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and then we're going to San Francisco, Portland, Austin, Pensacola, which people are surprised by, but I'm really excited to go to Pensacola.
0: Yeah. I yeah, know. It, it looks, it's going to be really cool. Yeah. Also really because cool that's
2: where my, that's where my meemaw lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Full disclosure. We are, we're going to Pensacola because my meemaw lives right by Pensacola. And also, I've you know my, that's where my family's from. It was from northern Florida, Florida. Yeah, is,
0: is yeah, yeah. That gross It's exciting inside. to see. I mean, it, it's it's on route, and it's exciting to see that part of the country as well. So
2: yeah, and uh, and then we're going to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. That show has a dance party. Uh,
0: yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Which is very exciting, and then up to Chicago, mm-hmm. and then New York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if you want to buy tickets for any of those dates, I, I announced it on social media a few days ago, and they're already, like, some of those them are almost sold out, which is really exciting.
0: Yeah, yeah it's really cool. Yeah, people are really... Uh your fans are very honest, very, very, very ready.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's really, I'm really excited. And I'm really excited about the show, which is going to be a mixture of this podcast and then also um, some storytelling elements and some elements from my upcoming Fringe show. It's going to be, it's going to be a great time. We get, to, we get to meet all the McFeelys. Mm-hmm. Come out, meet fellow McFeelys. So, uh, yeah, go to AaronMcGathy.com and uh, get those ticks.
0: Yep. All Good right.
2: <laughs> okay, now back to the show. What did your parents do? Were they involved in that industry?
1: Well, my dad was... Uh, is a photographer. So mm-hmm. he was like a paparazzi. Well, no, a different thing. He was a fine art photographer and he has a lot of beautiful photos. He just came out with a book recently and I don't even talk to my dad. So me talking about how I like his book is legit because I can't right. stand my father because he's not nice. But, uh, but yeah, he just, his name is Julian Wasser and he wrote this, he, uh, just came out with this photo book of all these photos he took. Uh, it's called the way we were mm-hmm. and it's like photos. He was on location with, a. Uh, Easy uh, set of Easy Rider, like uh, he was, Easy Rider. He, they're like exclusive photos he took of like Roman Roman Polanski coming back to the Tate Murder House, like where, where the uh, Manson, whatever. I'm not saying everything right. I'm getting drunk and I'm <laughs> lost my voice, kind of. But there's my dad took this photo of like Roman Polanski coming like coming home, and uh, they had written "pig" and "blood" mm-hmm. on the wall, and like I don't know why how my father knew Roman Polanski. It was like it, but my father got called a psychic and then a journalist for some magazine were the first people into the, like after the murder. But mm. yeah. So, um, and then my dad, in order to make money in the eighties, became a paparazzi photographer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he was also the photo editor of Hustler for like a month and he worked really? for Althea Flint just to like, because you, know, you couldn't, you couldn't make money, um, as mm-hmm. a fine art photographer. So he had to figure it out. But yeah. And I used to, so I'm like a weird, poor latchkey kid in Hollywood, which is like a whole other thing that I'm like very proud of. And I always feel the need to like explain Mm. to the point where like, I met some guy on a dating app. I've never, I'd never been on a dating app before. And the guy I'm dating now I met on on a dating app Mm -hmm. and he's from Miami, moved to Los Angeles, and he was he just asked me some just innocuous question and all of a sudden i was like just because i was born and raised in los angeles like i'm i am a poor latchkey kid who was born and raised in like uh you know in apartments in west hollywood like i'm not a, i'm not a rich kid i didn't go to crossroads i didn't go to because i have this whole like defensive thing right because were you ever jealous of those kids i, I wasn't oh well, my mom nannied for for like John Ritter's kids, I think. Oh my god, I don't want to say this. Whatever. We can just like <laughs> bleep. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, okay. Well, oh, we don't really have to, but whatever. He, my mom and her friend my mom was an eighties rock band called Precious Metal. Cool. So but but neither my my mom or, and my dad never really like they never hit it big. They're just like in the mm. entertainment business, but trying to accomplish their stuff. Mm-hmm. And so my mom got a job, um, yeah, nannying for fancy fancy families. Mm. So I would and I have Fancy friends or friends of the family, like I would go to Anne Margaret's house every year for Christmas. Oh wow! And what so Anne Margaret, like oh my god, I still go to her house every so like if <laughs> like for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. And I don't have money, or as a kid, my family has no money, mm-hmm. so I have no like uh I don't know, I have no safety net to fall back on, mm-hmm. but. I I had entree into like these other worlds in the, that exist, like right and, you know like a mile away. It's all of a sudden you're like at Humphrey Bogart's old house, where Anne Margaret lives, like in yeah. in, the, in the canyon. It's like in Benedict Canyon. It's like holy shit. So it is bizarre because mm-hmm. I I feel comfortable in those environments, but then also like it's that's not my upbringing, you mm-hmm. know. So anyway, what I was I was messaging with this guy on a dating app and I thought for whatever reason I thought like he's gonna think I'm real cool that I'm like a latchkey street kid like because he's probably you know he probably doesn't come from money either I don't know why I was deciding that but then it turned out he like didn't know what I was talking about or why I was getting so defensive because he's like a total rich kid from like he has a really great family
2: it's also possible to be a rich latchkey kid
1: I mean that's true I was an apartment latchkey kid. I just imagine me wearing a hoodie and like with the key <laughs> around my neck and like being like, you know, it's hard, knock life. <laughs> or, <laughs> I don't know. Walking home. Yeah. So your parents both worked a lot when you were growing up. Yeah. My dad was like, oh God, I think I have a lot of stories that could be neat, but I'm just taking them for granted. But uh, we crashed Will Smith's wedding for the Star Magazine. Did I tell you this? Oh, wow. Uh, maybe, maybe you mentioned it. I've heard, but I don't know the story. Yeah. Like he was doing a job for the star magazine and it was like this weird Tatum O'Neill like Ryan O'Neill like the <laughs> paper moon situation where I like adored my dad when I was little and yeah I saw was his like photo assistant mm-hmm. so god we did lots of weird stuff we like got rooms at the Chateau Marmont to like get the inside scoop on like Rose- Roseanne Barr and like whoever she was dating it's just really weird assignments that my dad went on like yeah. for tabloid magazines interesting and I think paparazzi people are so gross mm-hmm. you know but uh when I was little, I was like, yes, I'm going to help my dad. He had scanner radios. And when like the minute, anytime, like anything crazy happened, like the Night Stalker died or Michael Landon got diagnosed with cancer. I don't know why that's the story. I just remember like, I was like in charge of alerting my dad when the scanner radio went off about a celebrity and something crazy oh, happening, gosh. but we crashed Will Smith's wedding. My dad, I'd never been to a wedding before, mm. um, and I didn't know you're not allowed to sit at the, the bride and groom's table if you're not like an immediate member of the family. So I like plop down right next to the bride, sit down, and Will Smith comes up to me and goes, hey, like, who are you here with, little girl? And I was like, I'm the produ- I'm the producer's daughter of the First Prince of Bel-Air. And then like, so like security grabs me. Oh, I have like a disposable camera because digital cameras, I don't, they do not exist. Right. I don't know how young I was. <laughs> so I put it down like into my training bra or my shirt because I knew they mm. couldn't touch you know touch me in that spot. Yeah. And they go, "Where's your dad?" Like, "Little girl, is that your dad?" And they point across the room and my dad's like drinking champagne with like some some hot babe or something like yeah. flirting and like binge eating and like letting me get the photos for him.
2: Yeah. And I go, is, was that what he had told you to take pictures? He was like, "Take his, just...
1: Yeah, take pictures like I could get in and out everywhere cuz I was just, like a little kid like, yeah, you yeah. know, take in. Oh my gosh. It's so, like a smart tactic like, <laughs> actually. But and so then they security goes over to my father. And I see them asking, pointing at me, going, "Hey, you know, do you know that little girl over there? Are you with that little girl?" And my dad mouths, he mouths, "I've never seen that kid in my life." Like just like <laughs> denies knowing me. And then all the photos in the Star magazine were my photos, but my dad oh my got, gosh. The, but he got the credit line. Just so we just do all like so. That's <laughs> I just <have> thought was
2: weird. <laughs> How did that make you feel when he said that wasn't my kid? And why did he say that? Just because he didn't.
1: He just didn't want he wanted one of us to get kicked out and not the, I don't know what. what that's what like he pl-
2: his plan for you? Like once you got.
1: Exactly. Right. I don't know. That's like a metaphor for my whole thing with my, my dad. Yeah. When uh, did things go bad with your dad? In me, out of the womb. I don't know. I don't know. The minute he stuck <laughs> and his dick in my mom. together. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, they're not together. They're never married. And like they were split up when I was six, but. um, yeah, but we, You
2: lived with your dad? You grew
1: up with I dad? live with my dad. Um, oh, wait, real quick. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, what else would we do? Oh yeah, we would go up in like helicopters. I remember like being into like reading Mighty Mouse comics and Archie comics, and like mm. being bored because I had been in a helicopter so much. So there are like photos of me in a helicopter with my father, and I'm just like over it because <laughs> he was doing he was doing like aerial photography of celebrity houses, oh, like wow. all this like sick, weird, bizarre shit. Mm, shit, and that's what I said. Um, yeah, not having my voice is uncomfortable.
2: <laughs> so you um, you're you're an actor now yourself. So how does how do you think that shaped what you think about your career or fame or anything?
1: I think that my dad is probably happier when I'm on television. So every time he puts a lot of value in that, which is gross, because I think he thinks it's him when he sees me. On, like if, mm. if I'm on a commercial or on a show or anything, you know, I don't know. It just taught me some uh, some things that are not real that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my worth is if I'm working like that's where my worth is and if i'm making money if i'm working if i'm on in his eyes or in just, his right? eyes in his eyes so i've got to yeah i don't know
2: was there a point when you just decided or had to decide to not take everything that he's or like your relationship to heart or did there i'm assuming there had to be like some sort of shift from like worshiping your dad to.
1: oh god yeah i think that happened to like I think that was, I think that was always happening. Are you, do you get along with your dad? Yeah. Yeah. Deflecting. I was like, what what about you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get along with my dad.
2: There there were a few years when we, we didn't get along. Yeah. Um, I also had to kind of like let go with, with my dad. I had to let go of his, I guess my question is I'm projecting because I, I, with my own dad, I had to let go of what his idea of, success was or like his idea of happiness like yeah. i had to just kind of let that go at a certain point because it wasn't we just won't ever really understand each other in that way i yeah. don't think and now it's like a healthy like respect of each other
1: i don't think it's that's <coughs> so not possible with my dad my dad is like 80 <laughs> something years old he's like an old dad because he's much older than my father mm. than my mother <laughs> and uh yeah my dad is just i mean i'm just gonna get way mean real.
2: internally yeah no okay in- well
1: real. i struggle with like okay I have to cut my dad out of my life in order to have like a chance at having a healthy relationship with a guy mm-hmm. because there's no when you're that old there's no he's not he's not gonna he's not gonna wake up he's sleep he's asleep at the wheel he thinks everything he says is right he's a misogynist mm-hmm. i think he's homophobic he's there's a lot of you know I, I feel like he's racist he's he's come from a different generation where mm-hmm. there's like you're not gonna and everything I do and say is wrong he doesn't like me he he i think he has a screw what do you mean loose. he doesn't like you he just um he, he's like, I have this weird seduce and betray, like a seduce and betrayal relationship with my dad where if he needs me for something, he brings me, he like is very charming and he sends me an email or leaves me a message and he needs me to help him with something because he has no friends, he's got no girlfriend um, and he doesn't talk to, I'm just like being so honest right now. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's a half, I have a half brother that I've only ever referred to as my half brother. Um, that's much older than me from my dad's like second serious relationship out of out of the three that he had. And my mom's the third most serious. Mm-hmm. He does, he's cut that son out of his life. Um, my dad just can't love unconditionally, mm. you know? So, and I was like, um, so, so he just had like a double pie, but double bypass. And he like, I hadn't talked to him for two years because he's really mean. Like he's just so mean, you know? Like, and yeah. he, what is he mean about? Just, He's so condescending. That's why I don't like sarcasm. Like mm-hmm. maybe I am sarcastic. I don't think I am, but he's so sarcastic. Like every. No, you're not sarcastic. I'm yeah. That's not... like a, Yeah, that's a. It's an interesting quality of yours. Yeah, well, like because <coughs> my therapist is so white girl LA, but whatever. I am a white girl in LA. How dare you? Does um, <laughs> that sarcasm is unresolved rage? Like, and there's a difference mm-hmm. between like wit and charm, and like, but if you're making jokes at another person's expense in a mean way, like mm-hmm. you can you can feel the difference, like a certain kind of sarcasm is unresolved rage. Mm. And my dad is just so angry and everything. And just, he's just, I can't even explain it. I just can't, the the things that he would tell me when I was growing up, like about my mom and he's just not healthy. Yeah. And, uh, it gets so graphic. Like I was never like sexually abused. I'm like saying these, but it's like emotional, weird abuse. And the way he talked about women, Mm. when my mom tried to get like joint custody of me, he would just say horrible things. Like he would just say, if you, Uh, do you want me to tell you these? Yeah. Yeah. He would just say, um, oh, also he's, he's got a cleft palate he was mm-hmm. born with a cleft palate. So I think he has a lot of, I think he's so handsome, but I think he thinks he's a monster mm-hmm. and doesn't like what he looks like. So he's got all of his own shit, but he can't see it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I really love to love him. It'd be so great. I do love him from a distance. Mm-hmm. I feel sorry for him, but it's too bad. He can't just let it be nice, you know? Yeah. And I do that in my own relationships. I know I'm going off on like a off track, no, but like, um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I like my mom tried to get joint custody of me and my dad would just say like, if you live with your mother, a Mexican man will climb into the, the window and stick a th- whatever in your pussy. Like all these crazy, just, It was just like verbal, sexually yeah. gross. It's like, yeah. the way he talks about women, I do learn how to not see women through his eyes. Really? You know? Like, so now I'm just, and, and then, yeah. So now I what, love women. What were
2: you... What, like, how old are you when you felt like you had to really face all that and change that? And was there like an oh. inciting like moment where you're like, "Oh, I can't think like this anymore." It's
1: it it it's like it, I'll get more and more like clear on things Uh, as I as I got older. Like I'd have a little like oh, oh, moments of clarity where I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, oh, okay." Um, I guess you know when I when I turned 13 and I was a teenager and I became my own person. Mm-hmm. Um. You could tell he did not like that, you know his when his mom died, that's when I was like twelve years old that you know that I don't know he got meaner when I became thirteen, I started dating people, having boyfriends, and having my own identity. none of it was mean towards him, but he just yeah. didn't like it, and Jeez. oh. What are you going to say? No,
2: I'm just listening to it. I, 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 I'm I, sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Oh, no, I'm, no, I know, I know, and I know you're not asking for sympathy, oh. but like, but, but I'm, I'm really, I'm sorry. That's, oh, it's okay. Um, yeah.
1: Well, it's weird because I didn't realize until recently that like everybody's talking about like in the zeitgeist or whatever. It's like talking about the female gaze and all this stuff and the male gaze and mm-hmm. what each one represents. And I didn't even realize, oh, maybe we talked about this on our podcast. Oh, no, it, it was a different one. Um, I'll t-
2: talk about male gaze and female gaze
1: all day long. Oh, good. Because I didn't even realize that we live in a world seen through the eyes of men because mm-hmm. I was too busy seeing me through the eyes of my father, yeah. which is like meaner than, than already how bad it is where it's mm-hmm. like, and I, I've, you know, I've been, I used to dress like a, like the kind of boy I would want to date because I was mm-hmm. embarrassed to be a girl. Like I would wear, and I used to think, oh, men are better. What men are smarter? Oh, like. I was just seeing women and myself, you know, Yeah, yeah. it it all kind of came to get like through the eyes of a really misogynist, angry man. And that's his own. I feel sorry for him because he like Mm -hmm. anyway. But so now, I don't know, it's just interesting how it's like, oh, wow, like my father and a lot of and the men we walk past on the street or when you're like, uh, it's just so shocking and interesting to realize like, oh, wow a majority, the majority of men look at women as like something to be fucked. You know what I mean? Like we exist, we, and we're not, we don't exist to just be uh, something for a man to enjoy. But it's like, we can clean things as well. What'd you say? We can clean things. (laughs) We can cook, you know? Oh God. Oh my God. Joking. Yeah, I know my comedic, I think it's like, I'm saying all these serious things that wouldn't sound... Uh, they sound less intense if my voice was normal but now I'm like talking about like my dad scaring me with like weird rape uh, like things yeah. uh, and and then my voice is all cracking like well uh, thank you for coming with a cracking oh voice God. to talk about these serious things <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah I don't know so now what I'm trying to do is keep my dad out of my life mm. I'm listen- It's so embarrassing. I'm listening to so many self help tapes lately because, like, that's not embarrassing at not, all. It's not. No. Okay. Are <laughs> too been- hard on yourself? Oh, I've no. been like, well, I just have a, like, you know, self awareness to it, which mm-hmm. is actually what this book. Have you read The Untethered Soul? I have not. Oh my God. About 10 people in the last, like, few weeks have told me to read this. So I'm like, I got to read it. It's this. this is, there's a reason for this. So, mm-hmm. and it's just all about the voices in your head that you have to recognize that are, like, not really what's, what's happening. Mm hmm. Like, I could leave here and be like, what did it mean when Erin looked at me that way? Oh, my God. Like, the chair thing, the pen Does she think I can't? She hates me. Oh, my God. And it's like, no, we're doing this podcast. This mm-hmm. is what's happening. It's none of my business what you're thinking. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yakety-shmakety. And like, that shit, they're just thoughts. Yeah. And so I'm trying to, and now I'm dating a really nice, healthy guy, and it's like, because I like to lash out, and I like to I like to lash mm-hmm. out and test men, because mm-hmm. I want to like see how much they can take if they're or if they're going to abandon me, like mm-hmm. and and, and Be I usually, mean to you or yeah, like judge you. I, I like to create that feeling. Do you, I don't mm-hmm. know if you do, you do that, where you create that feeling. Um, I did when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this a bit on your podcast. Yeah, you get addicted to like this thing that you think represents love or what you're used to at a core mm-hmm. level. When you're like like that chaos and passion and intensity and like ah, oh, like <laughs> that equals that's the goal mm-hmm. so if you don't get that I, I mean I try to create that but that's exhausting and that's not healthy yeah
2: and it's and it's possible to get to a place where that is not the where that's not the thing yeah that you need did you realize early on that your relationship with your dad affected your relationship with men yes
1: yeah yeah totally yeah were you attracted to? Men that were like your, ma- your def- like your old man. I'm like my old man. I definitely, <laughs> well, my dad had like shaggy hair and like dressed like a mod kind of guy. So he, mm. I thought he had good style and like, you know, I, I don't know. I'm definitely attracted to that type of like, I don't know, rock and roll, shaggy haired, indie hipster type. But yeah, whatever that means. Like, but like, like my, critical. No, but the funny thing are- is. That's even sicker. Like, I'm attracted to exactly what my dad looks like. No, yeah, but uh, I actually went on a date with a guy with a cleft palate mm-hmm. and I never, I kept saying, God, you really remind me of my dad. You remind me of my dad. And then he came, <laughs> he came back to my house and there's a photo of my, it's weird that there's like a photo of my dad on the wall mm-hmm. and they like inspected the photo of my father on my wall. And then we both just didn't say, say anything. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa. Oh. <laughs> but, um, oh, no, I always choose nice guys. That's good. I always choose nice guys. But then I test them, test them, test them and exhaust mm. them. And then when they and I I used to do this thing where I'd be like, we should just end it. We're I'm breaking up with you. We're done. And then at the beginning of the relationship, the guy would be like, no, I love you. No, don't do it. And then <laughs> finally they get to the point where they'd be like, OK, like we're done here. <laughs> okay. Right. So... um. I'm in this new thing, in this new thing I'm in. He went out of town for, for like 12 days. Mm Um, yeah, he went out of town for 12 days. Every, and he, and this guy is so nice. Mm -hmm. He has no darkness to him. He's so healthy. What you see is what you get. He's like, he's like, I really don't think, I I think you think I'm more complicated than I am. I'm I'm pretty simple. And I'm like, okay, yeah. But to me, I was like, you know, He's lying to me. He, he's, he's lying to me. He's sinister. Like, they're like, he's thinking things and not telling me. And I'm going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to figure this guy out so I can like run because I want to control everything so I can mm. not get hurt or whatever. So everything's great. He's leaving to go out of town. So we, we, you know, we wake up in the morning. He goes, we, we we kiss. He's super nice. And then he goes, well, I better get in the shower. I got to get a move on. And that's when everything in my brain gets weird. And I go, I was putting my bra on. I, I I was on my way out the door. Like I I, I was already gonna leave. Like you were the one kissing me just now. I like, got really defensive.
2: Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You thought you were?" He was asking you to leave.
1: Yeah, because I have all these stories that go on, on, on in my head, and they're and they're not good stories. They're like the worst stories, you know. Like I fill in the blanks when I don't know what's happening, and there's um, gray area or gaps to be filled. Mm-hmm. They actually don't need to be filled, but I fill them in with the most negative shit. So mm-hmm. in my head, I'm like, "Oh my god." Why are we not having sex right now? Oh, my God. He wants me to get out of here. Men hate women. I'm in his way. He wants me gone. He was just hugging me. I was already putting my bra on. I know it's cool. I'm a cool girl. I know he wants me out of here. Like these. Have you ever had these voices before? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, I think they get lesser and lesser. They are definitely getting lesser and lesser. And yeah, that's what it, gets better, it gets
2: better. Everybody
1: gets better. I hope it does. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> So I, it's also
2: just turning that energy inward is what fixes all that.
1: Oh my god, well, I'm so happy he did leave for like the two weeks he was gone because <laughs> he, and then all of a sudden I'm like rushing to get out of there, and he kisses me goodbye, and then the stories continue. The stories are like, and by the way, anybody listening, I like to talk to the audience so you know. <laughs> 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 All girls. A lot of people think this way. A lot of people think this way. I'm just, uh, I like speaking to like a specific name. Okay. Audrey, Sarah. Audrey, and Sarah. Sarah and Audrey.
2: <laughs> what if there's a Sarah and Audrey, like on a road trip right now? And they're like, Guys, Who, we're me? in there. They crashed
1: yeah. their car. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't crash your car. Um, <laughs> so I kiss him goodbye and I'm trying to be like, you know, all cool. Cause I'm like, I know he wants me gone. And like, mm. you know, he, he got, he usually gets out of the shower and I'm like, bye.
2: I hate that. I hate that. I hate that you felt that way, and I hate that. I hate. I mean, I, 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 just. I think I got over this a couple years ago. But the, the, the whole like, oh, I got to be cool, and just like, I, don't, don't worry, dude. Like, I, don't, I don't, I don't like you at all. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like, I'm not going to be one of those quote unquote crazy women. By the way, this is
1: exactly what I'd be talking about with you over a beer without the microphone. I just really <laughs> only need to tell you like this journey I went on. Yeah, yeah. So we kiss goodbye, but he's not saying like. Oh no, where are you going? You're leaving too fast, or is everything okay? Or I'm gonna miss you. I just go, well, have a great trip. Like, I try to be really cool, calm, cool, and collected, mm-hmm. cool girl. And he's like in a towel and he's like, okay. And then I kiss <laughs> him and, uh, and he's like, well, when, when, uh, when I get back, we'll, we'll learn this song on guitar. And, you know, and I go, okay, cool. Bye. Like, and I'm pretending to be upbeat and light and happy, right. and he's and he's just as normal and he's like, okay, bye. <laughs> and then I'm thinking, then I walk out, and immediately as I walk out, I'm like, I can't believe he didn't say I'll miss you. I cannot <laughs> believe how easy he let oh, me no. go. I can't <laughs> believe it. he doesn't even care. What? What is this? I was like, yeah. what is this non-passionate relationship I'm partaking in? This is bullshit. This is crazy. Mm. I go and I meet my mom and my family members, and my grandma for it's Mother's Day. Mm. And I overshare with these people who have no idea. And then all of a sudden I get all their bullshit commentary that I shouldn't invite them in on, which right. like I'm doing on this podcast right now, whatever, with, with more strangers like Audrey and Sarah. T- Sarah. <laughs> okay, they just crashed into a tree. just kidding, just kidding. Um and then they're like, Oh my god, maybe he's just not the guy for you. If you gotta trust your intuition, if your intuition is saying this, and then then I'm like, Oh my god are these false stories in my head or uh-huh. is this my intuition? I thought I was intuitive. I thought it was an empath. I'm, now I can't tell the difference between the false stories in my head. Oh my God. People give the worst advice. It was just like, all
2: the time.
1: Oh my terrible. God. exhausting. And then he lands, he lands in New York mm-hmm. and I don't get it. I don't get a text at the airport when he's about to take off. I don't get a text when he lands. Um, I'm just revealing my internal <laughs> weirdness to help other people out there. So you're know you're not alone. Uh, yeah. He doesn't text me when he's about to leave, which mm-hmm. is something I'm used to from guys. He didn't text me when he landed. Three hours after he landed, he sends me a Snapchat. And by then, this is actually on the day of my Denny's date <laughs> with Angeline. By, oh. By then, I am livid. I am like, I don't know. <laughs> and Angeline, oh, a- Angeline no. gave me advice. She goes, oh, <laughs> yeah. why didn't you just text him? Exactly. No, we'll get there. That's okay. exactly. I, I could have been like, Hey, hope you have a great flight. Let me know when you land. I could have just, yeah. I could have part, I could have just, been a human being. I mm-hmm. could have just asked for you what I needed. Have said, I feel like hey, I'm feeling insecure. I feel, Yeah, <laughs> I know it's crazy. Yeah, this is the pain. Like I create all this suffering for myself. This is the terminology I learned in these awesome self help books that are actually mm-hmm. like thank God for them. But yeah, Angeline was like, I'll tell you what to do. You got to text him right now and say you're boyfriend from london just got to town oh my
2: god. of course angeline would have i was like <laughs> that is so <laughs>
1: and then she likes yeah she's like want me to send the text she like takes my phone is like starting to text him and i'm like please no i'm not i'm not doing that i'm not doing so that's
2: like the most Say it's like my boyfriend it's very like 80s, 80s so action 80s. movie like so really, 80s. like 80s love advice tell him your boyfriend from london oh with... my
1: god <laughs> He can never listen to this podcast. I'm like, I will blast it out on all social media, but he's not gonna. He's not even listening to my podcast anymore. you know,
2: it's hard for people dating uh, as 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 a relationship, one relationship podcaster to another. (laughs) (laughs) It's a it's a lot. It's a lot. lot It's too much to ask a partner to listen to you speaking so openly about all that all that stuff. My my boyfriend now. He he felt weird about listening to the podcast at first because he didn't like. We have a really wonderful, healthy relationship and we're really good friends, and we talk about all this stuff organically. And yeah. he didn't want to. I think it like happened. He listened to a couple podcasts, and then like I would start telling him a story, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, I heard of that." <laughs> so like, oh, that's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so it creates weirdness. But I'll bet in um, yeah, in my in my marriage, like that was really hard. Like he did not want to listen to podcast it's
1: a hard yeah it's a weird thing and then you're like but the weird thing with this guy is he listened to like six of my podcasts before he met me like and oh and yeah so that so he was already like that's nice yeah that's but good. before he we'd ever met and then he continued to listen because he said he liked it and he would listen if we never spoke again like mm-hmm. but um that's cool so that's nice he likes your voice he likes my voice likes listening to you talk he about likes things me talking yeah um <laughs> but uh so he lands in new york Three hours later. Oh my I'm, God, yeah. <laughs> he Snapchats me. I'm sorry, I'm
2: being a terrible interviewer and just going off on all these different things, no, it, but I'm so interested in the story. But anyway, you're he amazing. You. I'm
1: like steamrolling, taking the, No, I, I go, it is. You are the guest on the podcast. I'm just, I'm loving that we're drinking beer. Should I incorporate beer in my podcast? Sure. Okay. I <laughs> think
2: it's, you know, I think it's a nice thing to have available.
1: I you know I'm going to do that. Um, Oh, so
2: and you, oh and what was the snapchat he sent you
1: he just sent me a, a
2: snapchat of him watching, how do you send a snapchat <laughs> oh my god
1: oh my god you're younger than me um, you is, it, said, is well, it like
2: was it was it, was is it, it like a like 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 d- bunny bunny years or like one of those
1: no he's not lame <laughs> Um he, he, uh, he sent like a direct message like of him like like a photo of him watching game of thrones in his hotel room on his laptop okay like and, oh i'm lonely like, I miss just you like, or, like just like checking in he's watching the thing and just like a real normal, no big deal, checking yeah. in.
2: He's had like a totally normal day. He went. He went to H- Hudson News and he, <laughs> he picked up a yeah, a Sports Illustrated or whatever. Oh, what did he? he write? Write?
1: Oh, he goes. Oh, he goes. Uh, I go. Oh, so I guess you landed. Because <laughs> by this point, I'm livid. I've got the Angelina advice. I've talked to my mom, my grandma, like all this fucking bullshit. And then, uh, is this your
2: first, the first time that he's gone on a trip?
1: No Okay But it's because I I felt so close to him And then he was leaving and I mean I like
2: But did he text you before Like on his last trip was it like I'm at the airport Like text you when I I don't, land. Even,
1: I don't even remember It's like everything Just goes out the window <laughs> with me It's just like I don't know he's, he's a great Wonderful person So considerate mm-hmm. Just like the most Trustworthy I don't know He sounds like A piece of shit I know
2: He didn't tell you when he landed <laughs> oh my god. he didn't say I'll miss you. you You think so? <laughs> no Are you serious? For real? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious I was like Oh my god I
1: can't believe Your it Your poor brain How do you stand <laughs> How do you think I feel? It's exhausting I, I In here Okay <laughs> Let me tell you Let me get you To the good side Let's come full Let's all come You know Okay It's a happy ending So I go oh, I guess you landed. Mm. And he goes, yeah, a couple hours ago, I went on a walk and blah, blah. And I went, enjoy the show. Like super cold. <laughs> and then nothing. And then I hear nothing from him. And then the next day I'm like, oh, well, I was kind of vague enough where he won't think I was being a bitch.
2: Did you say enjoy the show, period? or enjoy just the enjoy show? the show.
1: No, no uh, punctuation. Interesting. The next day I don't <laughs> hear from him. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my God, why is he being so cold? where is he? So I sent him a Snapchat and he responded with a smile and I'm like, I guess we're okay, but still it felt bizarre. So I asked him over text. I go, are we okay? Is everything good? Oh, this is what the Angeline moment when I was with Angeline and he goes, well, you're a bit bizarre on that Snapchat. I didn't understand. Like, you seemed like you're mad at me. I didn't understand why. Mm-hmm. And I went, Oh no, I was just, my ex-boyfriend came over to my house, shut up and announced. Oh, no. like, um, <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> and, uh, he's like, I don't believe that. Are you see, Like, he seems like there's something else going on. Like that What did not sound like you at all. And so he's on to me. Like he got, yeah. he understands when I'm being myself and he can sense like something is off. And I'm like, but that's because I was coming at him because I was having a conversation with myself. These stories in my head, where he's just living his life. We had yeah. a great three day weekend together. He leaves on a Sunday, kisses me goodbye to go get on his flight. Yeah. And, and that's just what, and then all, then the stories just start, start. Yeah. So, in the, and, uh, I think we could have almost not like we could have broken up at that moment because we had a weird conversation, like, you know, because he doesn't like comfort. He doesn't like when things aren't good, mm-hmm. when there's not a real problem. Like he's happy to deal with if there's a problem.
2: Did you cop to being dishonest about?
1: No, ex- <laughs> no. I was like, oh, my God. Great. you better not listen to this. Nope. I mean, uh, I knew I, I was just like, oh, my God, this will ruin everything if he hears this podcast. But um, that's fine. OK,
2: well, you could just tell him.
1: Yeah, I'll tell him. I mean, I think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, well, don't you think it'll come out at some point? I mean, I don't, know.
1: I don't know. Oh yeah, we're fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, He can handle it. But so here's here's the especially we explain how you were feeling. I don't know. Well, so all of a sudden I go, holy shit! This is a wake up call for me. Mm-hmm. I can't lash out at him based on stories that he is not a part of, that he has no idea are taking place in my brain. I can't do that. Like, it's I'd also not fair. I recommend not lying. <laughs> not lying. Yeah. Right. True. Just pro tip. Pro tip. Don't <laughs> lie. We might have to cut this out. Okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, I was just trying to make Angelina happy. Okay, but yeah. Anyway. No, I understand.
2: I understand. Yeah, totally. yeah.
1: He didn't even engage in that aspect of the conversation. He didn't even ask. because he, right. he was just like, like, I like know. He was, yeah. He was, and uh, we talked on the phone. Mm-hmm. And he... I apologized. And I said, okay, if, if I can just let things be good, and get, should we just still continue dating? If I to just, just be good and not make guess and not act out in this weird way, like and seem bizarre, and he was like, "Yes, that's all I want." Yeah, yeah. And then the next day he texted me and said, "Hey, sorry, I have a tendency to shut down when things aren't good, which is like not rare because I feel like every guy I've ever dated has been like that when they when they don't understand what's going on and like yeah, and it's unfair. they just
2: they're confused, they're confused, and they, and they, and they, and they did they see wrong. that you're going through a whole thing and they don't even know how to yeah address it. I think that's yeah, that's just
1: so I human. thought. Oh, I said, I don't want to do this to him anymore. Mm -hmm. I got to stay busy. So all of a sudden I created this like toolbox for myself where I was like,
2: I got to walk.
1: I got to stay really busy. I got to get back to myself. I got to stop worrying if he likes me. I got to stop, um, reading in every moment and I've just got to like put the attention back on myself and mm. I started reading all these, listening to all these like self-help books like The Untethered Soul or there's this book I got, oh God. It's <laughs> Please called share. It is called Are- I love
2: self-help books. This Sorry.
1: one is actually it's this is so great. It's called You Are a Badass by yeah, Jen Sincero. That
2: saved my life. It's so good. Oh it's God. really good. I, I've listened to it on audiobook twice. Oh my
1: God. I'm going to listen to it a second time. <laughs> and I, I listened to Bethany Frankel's uh, I Suck at Relationships So You Don't Have to but the You Are a Badass Save my life. Um, and I just started getting, coming back to myself and, mm-hmm. and just going, Oh, this is what also really helped. Um, I listened to Falling in Love with What Is. I think that's what it's called, or Loving What Is, mm-hmm. which is you have to ask yourself if, if something is true or not. It's like, if he texts me, that's, and if he says goodbye to me and is he smiling, that's what's happening, mm-hmm. not, you know, if advice are going, Oh my God, he wants me out of here. He doesn't like me. He's yeah. not into this. What like I, this book makes you go, but is that true? Can you honestly tell yours? Like, is that true? And, uh, so you have to, it makes you look at the thoughts you're having mm-hmm. and uh, examine them and realizing that they're only thoughts and that they are in fact not true. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've been there. I've talked myself into oblivion. Yeah.
2: Terrible things. I mean, especially I would, I would also, and I'm not, Uh, I would also like, like, you know, don't, don't be so hard on yourself. (laughs) Like, I think the, I mean, the talking, the talking yourself into, into all the, all the stuff is, is one thing, but I do think like, I've done that too before when my partner hasn't been very communicative and I've like filled in all of these things when maybe he could have been a little more, not my current partner. Like, past partners, like maybe they could have been a little more communicative yeah. instead of just being totally withholding. and then I, and then me going into a crazy place and being like, "Oh God, does he even like me anymore? Like why why didn't he text me or call me or what? And then yeah. I'm talking to myself into a whole thing when they could have maybe been a little more forthcoming, yeah, though I don't I mean, I'm not talking about like the texting when you land. Because that's very that's very
1: specific, but it gets it better. Is specific. Yeah. Also,
2: like I think it's totally valid if that's something that's important to you. Well, it's totally valid to say to text him. Well, first you do it. Like <laughs> you yeah. should you should text him, or even just say like, "Hey, like I love to
1: hear from you." It got like, better. It's crazy. Like the next day when he apologized for things. Oh, for saying like you know he has a tendency to shut down when things aren't good. Mm. I was like, oh, thank you. And then I just. I just stopped. I just was normal again. I was nice and upbeat because nothing was wrong. And like, yeah. and all of a sudden we're talking about movies and books and normal stuff. And, and then the funny thing was, cause he went to like three different places. He texted me when he got on a plane and then he texted me when he landed and he was totally, it's like he came towards me, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I'm just. Oh, what else did I read? Oh, I read this thing called "The Power of Vulnerability." Have you read that? I have not. It's like uh, well, I watched the TED Talk version of it. It's by this woman. I can't remember her name. I think it's Brené Brown or something. Oh yeah, I just I've just heard about her. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like I realize I have all. These, I ask a lot of questions when I date a guy, and I have all my my thoughts, and a lot of it is to like be because I'm defensive and I want to protect myself and I want to beat a person to the punch and I wanna go, you're not gonna fucking hurt me. I'm gonna gather all this data. I'm gonna ask you about all your ex-girlfriends and and like be like, oh no, I just like asking questions. Like, no, tell me about your ex. Like I wanna hear about all this stuff. And then they tell me and I, I go, you know, I, I calc- do all the calculations and I go, okay, like I, I get you. I I know who you are. Like mm-hmm. I know that like this is not for me. Like I just I try to gather up as much info, fill in all the blanks so I can run and get out before they hurt me. It's like a mm-hmm. defense mechanism. Yeah. So, so this book or this TED talk I watched um, called The Power of Vulnerability, the whole takeaway from that is, because this is how the guy I'm dating lives his life and he's not even into any of the self-help stuff, he just like lives this simply, mm-hmm. is like the strength is in the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Like it's all how you look at this stuff. Like if I just go, I miss you and I want you to, you know, text me when you land, I miss you. And I just move forward with in a vulnerable mm-hmm. way. And he doesn't like it, I'll be fine. If he breaks up with me because I'm too vulnerable or because I'm like yeah. nice, where I'm, my heart's open, I'm available, then cool. At least I left my heart open and I'll be fine no matter what. If it works out, if it doesn't, like, I'm always okay, you know? Yeah. I mean, the key is
2: not. Needing or expecting anything that, or or anything, any kind because of
1: feeling, validation. Everything
2: is is within you. Yeah, everything comes from inside you. You're a whole universe, a whole swirling, loving, yeah, universe.
1: But I do get very insecure and self conscious because mm-hmm. he's like traditionally handsome, and I'm very mean to myself about like physical stuff, which is like, which yeah. is heartbreaking because you are so beautiful. I am. It is everybody. I'm beautiful. <laughs> I have this weird st- story because I don't know because like, yeah, my other narrative I have is I'm the weird kooky and I want to get rid of the word weird because I don't want to keep using that. But like, I'm the the weird kooky artsy girl and he's traditionally handsome and comes from Miami and like, so I have this whole unnecessary story mm. Where I'm like, is he attracted to me now? Is he gonna look at me from a different angle in five minutes and decide like he's not attracted to me and he just respects Jeez. me and likes me as a person? Like, it's just exhausting. I know. Just hey. saying. <laughs> ah, this is what podcasts were for, right? <laughs> oh my god, people unsubscribe to my podcast. They like <laughs> listening to yours. Amazing <laughs> guest. Oh. oh, geez. Hey, it's it's man. It gets better. It gets better. <laughs> It'll all well, get better. Getting back to myself, being exactly who I want to be, whether or not I think, like, cause sometimes I've, I don't know if you've ever done this, I found myself like dressing or trying to be a certain way because I'm like, oh, he'll like that or his friends will like that. Right?
2: Yeah. And, I've done an entire, I, I could show you a whole slideshow really? of just like, I have a picture of me with like black hair, mm-hmm. like all teased out wearing a Motley Crue shirt because the guy I was I was dating was in a hair metal band and I just like dress like that. Yeah. Like, I would change to it's hang a, out me, with him. Me so too. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. Uh, Cause you just like, it's like, it's a, that validation and that like those like few sweet moments where someone's like, no, you're okay. You're okay. Even though like you're acting like this and you're doing all these things and yeah. I forgive you and you're okay. Is so, is so addicting. And,
1: um, then I thought about it. And I thought, Oh my God, if I were dating a guy and he needed me to constantly say, you know, tell him how handsome he is and that, do you still like me? Yeah, it'd be a nightmare. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I did like you. Fuck off. You're exhausting (laughs) me. So I, you know, I, I just keep these thoughts myself. I tell my girlfriends, I tell my friends, I tell my mom, I tell my therapist, or I just push the thoughts aside and I go, these are not real. These are just thoughts. Push them aside. Mm -hmm. What's right in front of me. We're going on a walk. We're going to interview a person. Yeah. We're writing a thing. And then I got to the point where I was like, fuck all of this. I'm so sick. He has nothing to do with any of this shit in my head. Mm-hmm. It's just me. It sounds like you're constantly conducting these, these
2: really, um, dangerous thought experiments. <laughs> like, when you could be, you could be doing thought experiments that were like, what if, what if, uh, we are the most incredible, powerful two people of all time? Or I'm what doing if that next? We're-
1: <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like, like, I just, of- I just
2: mean like, like you, you know, you're walking to Starbucks and you start thinking, like, oh, God, why didn't he... When I introduced him to to my friends, like, I was know? a lot nicer about that. Well, I don't know. How did you just... know
1: we're at Starbucks? I can't believe it. We're always at Starbucks. No, keep <laughs> going. So, yes, yeah, so we're at Starbucks and... Well,
2: I don't... No, I'm just saying, like, you on your... Like, the, those thoughts, allowing yourself to... I don't know. There's these untethered thoughts that you're talking about. Well,
1: that's exactly what I was thinking on the drive over here when I was listening to The Untethered Soul, where I thought, okay, fuck it, If if... Yes, I'm going to go the other way and have them be the greatest, most wonderful thoughts ever. Because I'd rather live like that. Because I go to the complete dark, horrible way where it's like Mm -hmm. everybody hates me and what does it all mean? Oh my god, I'm (laughs) ugly. I'm weird. It's like fuck that. I'd rather just. I see so many other people in this. I usually think is delusional, but it's like I'm delusional (laughs) in the dark on the dark end of the spectrum. But they're like, I'm a superstar. I love life. And then they're they're winning an Academy Award, and it's like work for them. (laughs) Right. Well, if you think if you just think
2: about like how how much we're capable of as human beings and how you're capable of so much and think about like all the amazing things that you could do. I wish I wish I I felt a little more articulate.
1: You're great. All this stuff. I I realized whatever happens with this guy and I hope it continues. It's been like this lovely opportunity for me to stop with stop old behavior that mm-hmm. doesn't work for me anymore. And to like stop being so defensive and just like and not be riddled with fear and try to control stuff and, and just go, okay, it's, it's not embarrassing uh to be vulnerable. I'm going to lead with it. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's, and, and, you know, and then also the whole, like, I'm just going to be whoever I want to be and not try to be whatever I think it is he wants or this guess, or, or decide what, he likes me or does it's like i can't it's too much i just got to this point where i thought this is exhausting i can't take it i don't want to spiral spiral about this anymore let things be good things are good just let them be good Mm -hmm. and that way i can even like get to know him better and look at him and go do i even like i do like him a lot but i can Mm go is this working for you know and just Mm -hmm. deal with what's right right in front of me not all these like chaotic unnecessary thoughts and then if i I am i'm gonna have the thoughts yes i will turn them into like really exciting happy upbeat ones so you can you know because everything is totally fine you mm-hmm. know and oh yeah and then if this doesn't work out but I'm not saying that to be like a, a defeatist I'm just sure <laughs> it's like it's great because at least I'm not that it, if it ends but I'm, it's like I'm learning lessons now that I have to learn so I don't get out of my own way like I'm not I'm just gonna I'm never gonna have a healthy thing mm-hmm. and that's all that's all so like yeah. the, him, him being gone for two weeks was like so perfect. Like, I do believe things happen for, I mean, I'm, I'm God, I hate that I'm saying this, but like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it's like a nice timing thing. It's like, there was a, it was good that he left for so long. So I could work through this whole thing that I think he has no idea. Yeah. What was happening. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like eating and sleeping and just my Yeah.
2: I'm watching Game of Thrones.
1: Watching Game of Thrones. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I want to end with playing a game. What's the game? Um, okay. I'm going to,
1: does this is make too. me not feminist like the entire podcast I just talked about, the, the guy I'm dating? Because what? I feel like it was no. like a it Well was... it's a dating podcast. Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, good. And <laughs> and I use it as a tool to understand myself. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> too hard on yourself. I'm just you know.
2: But it's also okay okay to be too hard. <laughs> Don't the, no shame. We're self we're
1: self aware girls. Mm-hmm.
2: It's all good. Okay. Tell me. Okay. I'm, I'm running my finger over something and tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. I stopped on 16. So if you had to give advice to 16 year old Alexi, what would that advice be?
1: Oh my God. I would say, Oh goodness. Don't be, I've said a few things. Can I tell you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't be such a people pleaser. It's okay to say no. People mm-hmm. respect you even more if you say no. Um, don't do anything you don't want to do. Ask yourself why you're sexualizing everything. Do you really want to have sex? Do you really want to make out? Like, or do you think you, you know, why are you doing that? Um, it's just to be, be a people pleaser. And uh, yeah, you're beautiful. Don't do drugs. Stop doing speed. Um, yeah. Don't get in that car. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's all. Okay. Oh. Yeah.
2: Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me.
1: Okay, I hope that
2: you enjoyed that interview with Alexi Wasser. And thank you again, Alexi, for being so open. Uh, Please listen to her podcast, which is Love, Alexi, on the Nerdist Network. Now, um, I'm going to share with you this audio diary that I recorded last year, which is totally silly, but um, also super... Is it weird to describe something that I did as heartfelt? I'm just saying it's sincere.
0: Um, no, yeah, I think it's heartfelt. you're allowed to evaluate your okay. own feelings from. from
2: yeah, a yeah, ago. these aren't these aren't fake feelings. I also like recording. This is the first time and probably the last time that I'll share something from my audio diary. And you may be saying to yourselves, "Isn't this podcast an audio diary?" No, guys, I have I have an actual other one that's even that's that's way worse. This it's super secret behind four <laughs> vaults. Yeah, buried just buried under my Voice Memo app on my uh, phone. Buried
0: underground. It's yeah.
2: I mean, it's and it most most of the entries are like I don't know, like forty minutes long, and it's <laughs> a lot of crying, and it's you know, it's a lot of talking myself out of stuff, which in this. In this audio diary entry that you're about to hear, I I talk directly to myself, almost like I'm talking to myself in the third person. But it's just because I'm trying to comfort myself. And last year, I share a lot of. I made a lot of big life decisions. Um, I decided to leave my marriage and uh, move to Ireland. So, and I did that. I mean, I had I had support from friends, but for the most part, I did that kind of. It was kind of just me and my voice memo app.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think.
2: Um, And uh, Uh,
0: I think sometimes it's kind of, you need to hear things out loud mm -hmm. for them to actually make sense. Yeah. You can say them in your head, but then you say them out loud, they become real.
2: Right, yeah. Also, the pace of how you talk is slower than how quickly you think. So having to actually like choose the right feelings and like Yeah. yeah. It, it
0: makes you focus.
2: So just to give some uh context what's going on here. This is uh this is after after my divorce, uh this is the first time that I was going on a date basically. And it's the it was the day before and I um, decided to dye my hair purple. Um, I don't know why well actually like I woke up in the morning and I had terrible terrible lower back pain and I was feeling really insecure about that and I think maybe I decided to go and get my hair dyed purple because I was taking some control over my body I don't know psychoanalyzing myself in that way I'm not I'm not sure but fact is I I went I went and I tried to dye my hair purple and um, the hairdresser bleached my hair and instead of saying, hey um, I don't think you should bleach my hair I I just let him bleach my hair and my hair like, couldn't really take it anyway, it dyed my hair this this really, really bad color purple, not like a cool purple but like a, like a, a bad bad, ugly troll doll purple and um, so I went home and I took a shower and there was so much dye in my hair, it dyed my body blue. It dyed my body totally blue. <laughs> so um, what you're going to hear is this audio this audio diary entry where I am coming to terms with having dyed my body blue. And uh, yeah, that's how we'll end the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm... Erin McGathy on Twitter please come out and uh, see us on this tour it's going to be super fun and uh yeah thanks McFeelys McGath attack well it seems like a good time to do one of these voice memos as I am totally panicking um my hair is blue I, my body is dyed blue, because I tried to get the blue hair dye out of my hair. I'm very mad at the hairdresser who did this to my hair. Yes, I asked for purple hair. Yes, I did, I asked for just purple hair. But this person did a very bad job and fucked up my hair. And I'm pretty sad about that. I I've, I've felt so happy, and now I guess I feel terrified. I don't feel, um, attractive. My, my stomach is sticking out in such a terrible way. Like, I can't... I don't know if, if this is just because of my back, but it seems like I gained 10 pounds in my stomach. just like overnight gained 10 pounds and I got this fake tan today that's made me look terrible and I guess I'm talking because I I want to work through how I'm feeling and now my whole body is blue which I guess is funny but it's terrible my body is blue I have dyed my body blue <laughs> and I don't want it to be sexy and I've dyed my body blue <laughs> and I don't want I don't want him to think I'm gross <laughs> and I don't want to be insecure <laughs> and I want to have a nice time I miss my dogs I know my hair to be blue. What is the best part? What does the best version of myself do? The best version of myself knows that. He doesn't like you because you're perfect, because you're not. You're a good person. (laughs) And you're worthy of... Everything that everyone else is worthy of, and you are relaxed, and your back will feel better tomorrow. It will. In fact, I'm going to turn on this heater right now. You turn it. Up. Okay. So fears. I'm worried he's not gonna like me Guess what, he likes you And also you don't have any control over that What you do have control over is Being your highest self Honoring yourself Because you're you're interesting You're kind You are blue You are covered in blue Why, why, why? I guess I wanted to do something destructive I don't know Yes, your body. I mean, it's not even blue. My body is like, seriously, like a green tinge. You dyed your body green. You're going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. You're going to be okay. It's not possible that you gained 10 pounds in one day. You didn't even eat that much. You're going to be fine. You're going to feel better tomorrow. You're going to sleep on this heating pad. Your body's going to heal. You're going to be okay.
0: Geico has the insurance industry-leading app that lets you manage your policy anytime, anywhere, which means that Geico is always there for you, if only everyone was always there for you. Like Animal Control, when you're cornered in your garage by an angry possum. Hi, me again. Uh, You guys said you would be here about an hour ago, and um, I think the possum is starting to get angry. uh, Listen, I thought if I fed it, it would go away, but now it is ripping holes in the drywall and making some sort of nest. Just call me back. Geico, always there for you with savings and the industry-leading mobile app.